If we were to sit for long deep in thought, we would be considered idle by those around us. But time spent in contemplation, silent worship, thanksgiving and praise is necessary. If we don't stop and sharpen our blade, we lose our edge. And that is the edge of delight in him through our journey. We'll find ourselves anxious and fretting to reach the destination instead of enjoying the journey and his company. Look at the mower in the summer's day with so much to cut down ere the sun sets. He pauses in his labour. Is he a sluggard? He looks for his stone and begins to draw it up and down his scythe with a rink-a-tink, a rink-a-tink, a rink-a-tink. Is that idle music? Is he wasting precious moments? How much might he have mowed while he's been ringing out those notes on his scythe? But he's sharpening his tool and he'll do far more when once again he gives his strength to those long sweeps which lay in the grass prostrate in rows before him. We're reluctant, aren't we, to do anything unless we can see a demonstration of what will be achieved, what will be accomplished. We are doers and just being is hard. That was a quote from Spurgeon. God's ultimate goal for us is not ministry, service or usefulness, but relationship. Sometimes in our approval-driven society it's difficult for us to separate these things. Jesus only ever did what pleased the Father, which is why he sometimes appeared to ignore the needs of the people and indeed on occasion walked straight past them, and also why he went apart with God to wait on him to pray. One of our foundational lessons then will be that God desires us to walk as Jesus did and only do what pleases his Father, not the people around us. This is going to cut right across the expectations of others and indeed our own preconceived ideas. People will expect us to do, be, think and behave in certain ways because it's their perception of what a Christian should look like. Further from the truth it could not be. We have a higher obligation. When we seek to please God, as Paul says, people will get upset. Comes the time when we have to decide just who are we going to please. Two examples, Paul and Jesus. Jesus, a boy around 12 years, has apparently got left behind when the family moved on and the father and the mother go looking for him. Surprisingly, they find him in the temple, Luke two forty-eight and 50. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Mary reproaches her son, why have you done this to us? When we're about our father's business, even those closest to us will not understand. And the question comes, why have you done this? Q. Persecution. And Paul, speaking to the church now in Galatians 1.10, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. In both these instances, the people around Jesus and Paul did not understand that pleasing both God and them at the same time was impossible. 
You can't serve two masters for you will, as Jesus tells us, love the one and hate the other. It's a basic problem. Knowing and doing the will of God is his ultimate objective for us. This will put people out, big time. Friends, family will not understand you. As we come more deeply into this relationship, we're coming into alignment with him, not people or their expectations of us, which is where we learn that placement is all important. We function from where he's placed us, not where we would choose to be or where others would have us be, but where he himself has placed us. And once there, we do what he's told us. We must settle this or we're in danger of being in disobedience and that's something he can't and will not bless, no matter how much effort we put into it. If he's told us to be still, we'd better do just that. As we stay in this deeper place in him, we learn to function in the area and role where he wants us to be and has placed us and we'll see fruit, kingdom fruit, and plenty of it. It requires obedience to one master. How's yours today?